Touche. 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 Okay. Um, you want to say it? Before I say your name, I need to hear it. Call it out loud, girl. Touche. Yes! You know who that is! You know who that is because you read the title of this episode. It's Michael Cyril Crichton. Crichton. Crichton? Like Crichton Barrel. <laughs> Oh my god, is that something you have to say all the time? Is that yeah, with a smile. So you, mean, you say it to a smile to your friends yeah. who when don't I was... even don't pronounce your last name right? You just yep. smile and go, it's like Crate and Barrel, Jen. Like Crate and Barrel. <laughs> when I was a little kid, yeah. um, this guy on the bus called me Michael Serial Crans. That's my nickname <gasps> when I was little. Why did you keep that? I don't know. That's fantastic. You were, you were even Michael Serial uh, 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 Yeah, I used my... In your childhood. Yeah. Hot. Yeah, wasn't Hot. Like that, to dis distinguish you from another actor when you became an actor. No, I started oh. using it on like resumes and stuff when I was in college because everybody would be like, I love Jurassic Park. And um, right. that was annoying. So I added it. And I had a teacher who told me it was pretentious and I didn't care. Because I was like, it was my great grandfather's name and I love him. And then the tides turned. Wow. Yeah. And then the tides turned? What do you mean? I don't know what I mean. <laughs> I do like oh, Michael. It's going to be that kind of podcast. I, do I like... say things that don't make sense and then I'm called on. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have you ever listened to this podcast? Have you ever listened to this podcast? I have. Um, I do like Michael Cereal Crayons. <laughs> I mean, of your of mm-hmm. the nicknames there could be. That's not. It's so not bad. bad. It's really. No, there let's... were others, but yeah. yeah, let's... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're so we. I mean, this is a get. This is a real true guest. This is a real guest. We're very excited. I, I, now I met you, when did, did we meet back in like 2002? When you were doing Plank Project. Now, who did you know? Eric Snietza. Right, right, of course. And so then you came, that's how we met. Yep. But then how did, when did we like really, like how now we can, we like call each other and become friends? Yes. Um... I don't know how it happened. It kind of sort of happened organically. Just seeing you around and stuff. (laughs) And I I love, because I, and I remember seeing you at the theater when you used to work in the box office. Right. When I used to go audition for them, um, (laughs) I would, you would buzz me in. Right. So I saw you a couple Mm -hmm. times there. And I watched Jack in the Box, which is kind of like OG web series. There were ones before it. There was one, there was this one called The Berg before it. There was um, Meet the Agents. Meet the Agents, (laughs) which I loved. Um, but you are sort of an OG web series creator. It was 2009 is when I did it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was a lot sooner than that. No. no I think the first flies. episode was 2009, yeah. Okay, so Jack wait. in the Box is, is Michael's web series. We'll get more to that. Yeah, 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 because yeah, I, I have a whole quite series of questions. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. Uh, I did some mime work, guys. Anyway, so, um, so w- just basics. Where did you grow up? I grew up on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, Where? Yeah. Kings Park, Suffolk County. Okay. We're known for our psychiatric center, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> really? Is that a t- so how far is that a train ride from, say, Atlantic Avenue, Brooklyn? Mm, I don't know about from Atlantic Avenue, Brooklyn, but from Penn Station, an hour 20. Okay. Yeah. So that's where I grew up. I went to Emerson College. Mm-hmm. Oh, <clears throat> I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I, when I got out, or in the summer of my senior year, I interned at this theater company called Drama Department, which was, do you remember that? No. No. It was, um, it was in the Barrow Street. The, uh, it was in the Greenwich House uh-huh. before any other theater was there. And um, it was Douglas Carter Bean's Theater Company, and Cynthia Nixon was a founding member, and it had all these fancy people, and I worked in the office. And then when I graduated college, I started working there full-time in the office and working crew at night. Oh, and, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then I would take wow. the Long Island Railroad back and forth for two years. Wow. What kind of crew? Um, like stage crew. Like I right. would be like, you know. You'd build I, a set. You'd hang a light. No, I'd be like in the, like I'd be like moving a table during the show and, and all blacks, but like oh. really committed. And right. I, you know. <laughs> like a stage manager kind of almost. Yeah, like a running crew. Running yeah, running like crew. a PA, I guess you would say. Like gotcha. I wasn't in a union or anything. Um, and then, I don't know, the rest is, um, I started acting. What, when you were, when you went, when you went to Emerson, what was your major? Were you went, like theater? So you knew you wanted to be in, what, what type? Were you thinking theater, film, TV? I thought theater. Uh, I thought like, uh, specifically theater. Right. Okay. And only theater. <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. what I thought yeah. was what was going to happen. Wow. It's so crazy because I just blossomed into like straight up movie stardom. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So you get this job doing the 
in the in the box office mm-hmm. and box office of what theater or all, all can theaters? You say? Oh, so uh, well, so I was a drama department and I was like their office person, but I also did box office stuff. Then I ended up working at Classic Stage. Com- well, I worked at Jean Cocteau Rep before they wow. before they closed and asked if we wanted to continue working there um, without getting paid for a while. And I <laughs> <laughs> abruptly said, "No, thank you." Are you kidding? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's an honor to sit exactly. in your box office. I really appreciate it. It's now like a high end clothing store, so they didn't have longevity. Um, but um, so I did that, and then I worked at um, Ticket Central, which is also part of. Playwrights Horizons, and then I ended up, my like main box office job was Playwrights Horizons, and I worked there for eight years. Tell me something, as a box office person, Yeah. give us the most common phone call that you deal with as a box <laughs> office person. What's the most common phone call we get? Um, uh, can, can I see from there is the most common question. Can I see from there? Can I see from there? And like, if you're <laughs> Are you blind? Like, yeah, I don't the know. Is seven rows. Oh, I'm so glad you asked um, that. This is the one chair that faces away from the seat. Yeah, exactly. Can I see um, from there? Tell yeah. me a little bit about you first. Yeah. Um, so I worked at Playwrights Residence for like eight years. And um, I, during that time, I would do like, I did off-Broadway, they were off-off-Broadway theater with the oh, Debate Society. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. doing theater. I was doing like... Um, I did a bunch of shows with the Debate Society. Um, Are they still around? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, And they're awesome. And uh, they were giving me opportunities when nobody else was. And they were giving me roles that, like, no one else would give me that I thought I wasn't right for. And then, of course, it ended up being a great experience. Like, you know, like a Midwestern cop. uh, Right. Uh, like a dad in the 50s. And how did you meet them? How did you hook up with them? We did a reading together. Okay. Um, it was all people from Vassar. It was like one of those readings mm. that was a one-night-only event, and mm-hmm. it was all... We rehearsed, I think, like 40 hours a week right, for this right, one-night-only right. reading. <laughs> right. And I didn't know anybody. And we had to do these really long warm-ups. Oh, God. And I was like, is this how it is in New York theater? <laughs> you oh just did a warm-up for an hour and a half and roll around on the floor? Like, I God. thought college was over. And oh at God. one point, I just, like, rolled over on my back, and the two of them were looking at me, <laughs> and they were like, help us, help us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I have friends. Yay. Like, <clears throat> and Dickie DiBello was in that show. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, this wonderful writer, at the time, actress, Daria Politan. Like, so I met some really cool people. I went to college with Daria Politan, you know. Oh, really? She was in my graduating class. You know, she was my roommate for three years. Really? Yeah. Daria. So there were some, like, cool people in this, in this thing. Um, so that's how I met them. So I was working in the box office doing theater. I, I eventually started doing Jack in a Box, which was this web series I had about working in the box office. So I, what made you decide to do that? Yeah. Because that's like a big undertaking. It's a big well, undertaking. I didn't make a deci- decision really. I just realized like I was 30. Mm-hmm. I was 29. No, I was 30. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like not happy with the fact that I didn't really know how to um, act on camera. Uh-huh. I had no on-camera experience. I wasn't getting to work with the people I wanted to work with. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to learn how to write for people other than myself because I was writing, like, solo stuff and short plays for the Neo-Futurists, which I was part of, and then um, never really writing anything sort of uh, long-form, although Jack and Box wasn't long-form. Um, short-form, long-form. Short-form. So I just made the first episode was just me, um, and it was going to be, like, a teaser for something I would do later. Mm-hmm. And then the response was good, so I just kept making it. And I was like, who do I want to work with? And I was like, I want to work with Mary Testa so badly. And I had done a play with her um, a while before that at George Street Playhouse. And um, so I wrote her into it, and I wrote Mary Louise Burke into an episode. Oh, and my God. Frazier, and just all these people that I wanted to work with because I truly didn't think that I would have the opportunity to unless I did it myself. Now, quick question. Mm-hmm. When you say, I did a teaser, I thought, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to write for myself. Now, this was before iPhones. Mm-hmm. So how did you shoot it? My friend Marcy did. Um, she was a documentary filmmaker. She had had this web so series called... she had a called, camera. Yeah, she had a right. camera. She knew what she was doing. She knew how to edit. And she had this um, series called Lou in London, which was about this very socially awkward sort of performer girl yeah. in, in London who was living in London. And she offered to make that first episode, and then she moved, and another person came in, Jim Turner, and we made more, and then I just made it for like three or four years. So okay, I just wanted to know like basics, like yeah, how do we, you're like, okay. oh, you call, yeah. you're like, I want to do this. I have an idea. You're like, I want to. 
all these things. I'm not working with people I want. I'm not getting experience. Yeah. I'm going to write this thing. You know, who can shoot it? You call up a friend. You're like, do you want to like shoot this thing and edit it for me? Yeah. What days are good for you? Okay, let oh, me I was, figure yeah, that out. I was and working a 40-hour-a-week job, and I would just and I wasn't filming it at Playwrights because I didn't want them to know at first that I was doing it because right. it was you know very heavily right. based on my real life. <laughs> right, right. So the people at Theater Row let me use their box office before it opened. Amazing. So I would have like an hour and a half to start to film before I went to work. Wow. So everything had to be really tight and short and quick and efficient. Um, and I just like treated people really well. I yep. tried to. I was very grateful that people were giving me their time. Um, I'd make sure everybody had snacks. I would yep. make sure I was prepared. I'd give them some leeway if they needed to look at the script or like. Yep. Um, and it just kind of, it worked. It, it, it worked out. And then, you know, as I got a little more bold, I was like, let's move outside of the box office and do things in other locations. Or let's have more than one person in an episode. Let's Great. have two locations in an episode. Um, so that's how that worked. How many episodes did you do? 31, I think. Wow. wow. Over the course of four years. It was like very like um, three and a half years. It was very spread out. And I would right. spread them out. But I did four seasons and I think it was 31 episodes total. Good for you. Yeah. And so, and then with, with <clears throat> obviously that gave you so much experience. Yeah. And it both gave me acting, like, writing, producing, being a person. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, interacting yeah. with people, learning how to like give <laughs> notes to an editor respectfully without yes. being like, I don't like this. Like, you know, like right. learning that like a first cut sometimes isn't, you don't have to cry about it. Like right. you can fix it. Everything's fixable. <laughs> um, and like, so that kind of gave me like the started getting my face seen, I guess, in a way that wasn't seen before. And that's when I started maybe getting little TV jobs. And wow. so I would be taking like sick days or vacation time to go do TV jobs or do tech for a debate society show or something. And I just continued to work at Playwrights for a long time. Mm-hmm. Wow. I won a Writer's Guild Award, and then I was like, that's going to get me out of here. And then it totally didn't. I was there for like three more years. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Now, what you won you... a Writer's Guild Award for Jack in the Box? Yeah. I was nominated twice, and I won once. Amazing. I lost Amazing. once, won once. Amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't even know they yeah, gave they do writing like... awards for that. Are you in the Guild? Yeah. I don't know why, though, because I've never been paid to write anything in my life. Um, but How did you join it? They reached out to me. At the time, they were starting a digital caucus and a digital thing, and I thought mm. it was a joke. I was like, what do you mean <laughs> join the Writers Guild for my web series in 2009? Because they're Yeah, That's great. I get double screenies. Um, That's great. Yeah, so um, they they started like, reaching out to web people, and I thought it wasn't real. And then I met with the woman um, at the time who was uh, heading it all up. Her name was Ursula. She was great. And... She was, I was like, I'm not really a writer. And she was like, do you write all your episodes? And I was like, well, they're not improvised. <laughs> you know, like very yeah, defensive yeah. because you're a fucking writer. <laughs> and you're a writer. Um, so I joined <laughs> and then, you know, I applied for the awards and stuff and it was cool. But I don't know. It's, it, it wasn't life changing. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it interesting? How we all things think, don't you change know, your life. Like how things, all yeah, these how things, things don't change don't your life. things don't change your life. Interesting. Yeah. We can go deeper on that. Yeah, but let's keep, let's keep going with our little timeline here. So you are. That's um, a bummer. Yeah, I mean, we would. I want to talk about something in a minute, but I'll finish this timeline super quick because I think well, it's kind that's of a congratulations, and you absolutely deserve it for Jack in the Box, and I'm so I'm so happy that you did. Thanks, I loved that. I mean, it was a time where you could get away with not like being really slick. Like it was all for me. It was mm. all about writing and acting, and um, just like a fun experience with the people I was working with. And the, there was the, the sound was a little bit tricky <laughs> at cares? times. The like camera work was sometimes a little off, but it didn't have to look beautiful. It just had to be fun to do. Yeah. At that time, that's what I needed. Um, so then, I, fast forward, I eventually decided the debate society is going to go do Blood Play, a play that we've done a few times at Williamstown. So I'm like, this is my chance to quit. I know I have a job coming up, so I'll do that, and I'll figure it out. How long is the run at Williamstown? Now? I think two, two weeks. weeks. And I was like, and I'll be, <laughs> I'll be so, so rich. And I'll be on Broadway. <laughs> like, no, that's not how it works. Like, I'm still <laughs> right. at this point very optimistic. And that <laughs> right, sort of right, just right. ended very recently. Amazing, amazing, uh, amazing That's what I want to talk about. It's like optimism. Right. But let's talk about it in a minute. So then um, I do the play at Williamstown. It's over. I then don't have any other jobs. Um, I end up getting a part-time job at, seasonal part-time job at Bonobos. 
Um, <laughs> selling the clothes restaurant. online. No, the restaurant? it's the clothing, men's clothing no, place. Yeah. So I just spent like oh, wow. all my days talking to men about how thick their thighs were, which was fun. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I wear this that size. That sounds fucking um, hot. <laughs> On chat, like on like chat, so it's like weirdly. My thoughts are this thing. <laughs> so the my day, my first day of training there, though, I had an audition for a show at Playwrights Horizons, and I was like, well, my goal was to be on the stage of Playwrights Horizons within five years of quitting Playwrights Horizons. Specific, and I like it. It was a Sarah Rule play, and the part I I had read the play, I didn't think the part was going to go to a type like me, because I know they had done it before in a different city, and it was like sort of a beautiful man with beautiful bone structure, and it just wasn't in my mind me, but I was like, this is nice of them to throw me a bone. Right. And Jessica Hecht was in the room, she was the lead in the play. Love her. And I just fell in love with her right away, and it was such a great audition, and like my third day training at Bonobos, <laughs> I got a phone call that I got it. Wow. And I was crying. It was called Stage Kiss. It was this Sarah right. Rolke Stage Kiss. Started crying in the closet and then just didn't tell anybody and just kept the job until January <laughs> and then quit abruptly and then went into the play. Um, and that play, like that kind of the fact that Sarah and um, Jessica kind of gave me the opportunity to make this role really my own and sort mm-hmm. of, and Rebecca Tashman, the director. Um was super invaluable, and that play is why I got Spotlight. Someone mm. saw someone mm. saw me in that play, and um, recommended me for the role in Spotlight. So I got seen for that, and that's kind of how things change. And then yeah. I just worked a little bit more. It's simply. also a really nice reminder because I don't think we point this out enough. Is that we oftentimes uh, I'm not right for that role. I am not right for that. It is written as a hot or like a this or like a. You, you know, there's a book I, I'm reading that we teach in class, and one of the cast, this big cast director in LA, and she wrote, her name's Holly, and she wrote, never ever read something and it, that has a description, be like, well, I'm not right for that role. She's like, if you are getting called in mm-hmm. to read for the role, they are seeing something in you. They don't always know, even a play yeah. that's been done before. Yeah. They're like, it wasn't right. You know what I mean? It's, it's like tricky. We, I go with my gut sometimes on it. Yeah, but. but I also feel like it doesn't yeah. help me to like go read a description. You know, I've been called in for something <clears throat> or I've seen something done or whatever. And I'm just like, well, I'm not. I remember when my agent said you have, I mean, everybody went and did, I think we bought all did for Madame Thenardier for the tour of Les Mis. No, I and I was I like, for that. and I was like, didn't you go in for that too? Yeah. And for I remember Madame thinking, or yeah, he was amazing. I but like I remember asking, I, I said to my agents, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I am not right for that at all. And he was, and they were like, no, you could absolutely play. They want to see, they don't, they want to see everyone. Just the point just is. this feeling is good when you go in for something you think that you're like not, just like I went in for once recently for a giant Broadway musical mm-hmm. and I was like, I absolutely have never sung on stage since high school yeah. and I will have yeah, a yeah, legitimate yeah, panic attack, sweating, Wait, was it for Waitress? No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but I uh, went in and they're like, they just want to have a work session. They think there's something about you that might be right for Great. It. And I took a voice lesson and I did something, you know, I just put some work into something that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And of course I was never going to get it, but it was a really satisfying feeling to yeah. really conquer that fear for a minute. And also if you think about it, I thought about it too because I was reading... Because I was reading what this casting director was explaining about. She was like, please don't think that if we're calling you in, we want to see you for this part. Don't, you know, black, don't black all yourself by thinking, I'm never going to get this. Even though I still always do that. But I thought about it myself, like from a writer's point of view. Like if I wrote something and then was like, oh, I want it for this part. I want to see these people for the part. And they were like, I'm not right for that role. I'd be like, but I'm thinking of you for that role. You know what I mean? There's just sort of a different side to it that I think is very interesting. So it was nice to hear that that you were like, that play's been done. That was who played it. There's no way. And they got, so then you got spotlight because someone saw you in this play. Also just to like clear, like to make all this clear, like, like my timeline of things. Like I didn't, I don't think I had a manager until I was like 31, Mm -hmm. 32, 31. You got a manager before an agent. Yes, and then we parted ways, and then I got an agent when I was, like, 34, and I got another manager right after um, Stage Kiss, but, like, I didn't have anything up until that point, and, like, when I was in college, everybody was like, you're gonna work when you're older, and I was like, that's right, right, 24, like, you know? (laughs) Right, 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 I'm 30 Um, now! Yeah, and they were right. Honestly, 34 is... 
pretty great having all that stuff happen. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm, but that's it's nice to hear because you went to school for theater. You went to school for it. Yeah, and you don't get out of college and just sort of get your dreams made. But just real quick. Yeah, we talk about like, oh, you always think this is going to change things, mm, and it never it's does. Really big. But spotlight did change things for you. Spotlight changed. Yeah, I mean, I, they all change things, but like, I guess it it's was our a small role, but it was yeah. such a huge pivotal. I mean, we're talking about like, we're talking about the film Spotlight. If anyone, yeah, the that film won spotlight. the Best Oscar <laughs> um, um, in 2016. In 20 is yeah, 2016. 2016. Um, yeah, it did change things for me. Yes, but nothing. I mean, I don't want to say like it didn't change things, but nothing this changes is good as for much me here because in my mind, much. you are like shooting star like, oh gosh no I well, mean I, sh- I mean you, musicals are bringing you in for work sessions one musical once <laughs> in my life Jeff let's not get jealous <laughs> I, I didn't get it and I was too fat and ugly to, to play the part um, that was the feedback just kidding um, <laughs> Nanette changed me <laughs> I will never be self-deprecating again kidding um <laughs> Okay, so, no, I mean, but, you know, okay, so here's, I, I, this is what I want to talk about is, like, optimism versus reality, and, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like for a few years, I was really, I was such a late bloomer that, and sort of very green in a way that I thought everything was my ticket out of the things that I didn't like in life. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I, you know, it'd be like, if I win this Writer's Guild Award, then I'll be the lead of a sitcom. Like, things that make no sense whatsoever. I understand. or like, uh, maybe they're going to nominate me for a supporting actor category in Spotlight. That's crazy that anybody would ever think that. <laughs> like, I would ever think that. But for a minute, I had like, I would go so far in the hopes. And um, it's just not like that. It just makes things just maybe a tiny bit easier for a little bit of time. Like, right. so people will see you maybe a little bit more. But then, you know, you do, I don't know, it's just tricky. I, I, but why not have that hope? Because then you're disappointed. I feel like I, I, I'm trying to balance it because I felt like I was overly optimistic about so many things mm-hmm. um, to the point where if I was looking on the outside of me, I'm going to be totally honest right yeah. now. Like if I was someone looking at me, I'd be like, that poor naive fool. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm like, I'm going to get this and then that's going to change this and then this is going to be that. And that's just not how it works. It just gets a tiny, tiny bit easier. But then it gets hard for like a right. year. And then it gets yeah. easy. And like everything comes out at the same time. Yeah. But I haven't worked in like a year, you right. know? Right. It's like, I you get know, emotional and I don't, I I've never gotten emotional on a podcast before, but that really yeah. resonates. You it, know, well, I understand. And it's like, you know, <laughs> we all cried for a minute. I know. Can we all no, but you know what? For like, me, here's I, what I have to say. The three of us are doing great objectively but that doesn't mean it's not hard yeah of course and it doesn't mean that like i don't you know like i see you in an audition jeff and i'm like well there we go i'm not gonna get it you know like and and that's everybody's perception of how and i am doing great i am happy and i do work more than i ever did is it ever enough i don't think so right (laughs) um but i also am coming to the realization that work isn't the only thing that can make me happy and i have this idea that like oh um you know what? I'm only happy when I'm working. And right. when I'm not working, that's when I'm sad. And that's the reason I'm sad. No, that's not the reason. There's right. other reasons you that know, maybe I should deal with on the in-between time. Before we get down this track, which is great, there's something that you said about hope. And you were saying that I always, I find for myself, I'm starting to understand more and realize for me, there's a difference between hope and fantasy. Yeah, I think and maybe for I was me, I, I'm trying to differentiate between because I've shared with you, Jeff, before that I'm like, well, if I can't get excited about things, right. then I'm not alive. I'm not living my life thinking like, well, don't get your hopes up, or you're going to be disappointed. I'm going to be disappointed anyway. Right. Like, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be. But there's a difference. I'm I'm finding as I get older and I understand more of the business and how it works, also how the world works, just as an adult, mm-hmm. that there's a difference between fantasy and hope. And if I'm hoping, great. Like, we're on the right track. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It makes me happy. It's fun. Blah, blah. But if if I dip, and I do, I dip into fantasy, which is, this is going to take care of everything. Yeah, that's I'm gonna never going to happen. Or, or like, I'm going to... I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. They're gonna ask me to be a writer on their shit. Jen, they're not gonna ask you to be a writer on your shit. Yeah. Do you know, all these little things can can dive into. It, hope can then dive into some weird like, like like silly putty squeeze of like what I a fantastical thinking where I have to sort of be like, girl, 
Yeah. Hope is good. I don't know. The way That's I just something that, I was thinking about. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The way I've been thinking about it lately is like, I, I'm trying to be grateful to, to, for stuff as opposed to being like sad mm. about it, which mm. is very easy to get into. I, I don't, don't, I try not to compare myself to others, which is, yeah. which has been helpful. But like, um, where was I going? Oh, I am very grateful. I was talking to you about this, that I'm, I'm coming to the realization, like, if I do one thing a year that people will remember or are moved by or really just, like, are, are remember, um, then I'm so lucky. Like, I was on, a, I was on, I was doing a project and I was basically, like, one of the days an extra. Like, I was with the extras and I was kind of, I had my own PA or whatever, but I was with them and they, yeah. and, you know, um, people would come up to me and, and on the crew and be like, oh, I love you on this thing or I love you on that thing or know my name. And I was like, I am so lucky <laughs> that I'm like standing with this group of people who would die for someone just to be like, hey, Jim, hey, Kara, right. who uh, they probably work more than I do, you know, yeah. all the time. And I, I, I just like, I don't ever want to forget that. Like, I am lucky that I did High Maintenance and Spotlight and Stage Kiss and Jack in the Box. If I don't do anything else, or if I only do like shows where I play a doctor or some sort of eunuch who has no sexuality and is regional like a theater, neighbor. Michael regional theater, yeah. yes. But like <laughs> I, I've done like at least a few things that I can be remembered for and that I, I, I'm really proud of. And like I know that won't be it, but like at least there's that. Like, and I will never like you have a million things, but I will never forget you in silence. Either of you, mm-hmm. I'll never forget you, Jen, and Plank Project. It'll I will have your performance in that yeah, burned really into good. my head. <laughs> I have like the physicality of your performance burned in my head, and I have the performance I saw of silence. You making the entire cast hysterically laugh, and I think it was like when you came back to the show, you might have been gone or whatever, no, and you were not in it for like a whole long. I just like that's really cool, right? That we have things that people remember us for. Right. So that's what I try to think about. But then I'm also like, why have I never been tested for anything or even like <laughs> right. seen for a lead it's anything? Is Just there, kidding. No, I'm... Is, the, is the feeling for you what's interesting is wanting to be remembered? I want to just, I mean, I want to be... You're saying that your work moved people less yeah. than it, you're being remembered, right? Yeah, I, I want to so do something that people like... The amount of like... Like emails I've gotten from people who are victims of abuse mm-hmm. after being in spotlight mm-hmm. is better than any acting award. I mean, it's hard I, to be like I'm not a spokesperson for that, but sure. I am um, an empath and I do understand. And I was very close to the man I played, so to have people reach out to me because of that portrayal was really like, oh, I did my job, and this was this was more than work. This was. And for people who don't know, in Spotlight, you, which is a, tell us a little bit about your, just a little bit about your It was a movie about the Boston Boston Globe um, breaking the Catholic Church sex abuse scandal in 2001. The first one. The first (laughs) one. (laughs) The first one. Not the current one, one, which I don't know why it's taken so long. (laughs) Right. But um, I played this wonderful man, Joe Crowley, who I... um, spent time with and then became really good friends with after shooting the film and that's so great i mean um, wonderful like i've never been a part of a movie where like you got research and you were able to listen to tapes and meet yeah. the person you're i mean that's like yeah. a really it huge really, experience and it was really scary it was like the first thing i ever did but everybody was so on board to tell the story right and yeah. tell it correctly and like no no ego and there were so many fancy people in it but um I don't know. I just felt that was the, that was the, I would say every now and then I go to an audition where I am like a crazy person after. And I'm like, if they need me to do it again, if they need me to go on tape again, if they need me to Skype, like that sometimes could go in that like hopeful optimism thing where you're like, nobody wants to talk to you again. (laughs) But this one, I just knew, I just knew I needed to do it in a way that I had never felt before. And uh, then I, you know, waited like a month and a half to hear anything. I, oh, you mean after the audition? Yeah. Like, I just... But I did... I was like, I, I need to do it. Um, but anyway, I played um, this man, Joe Crowley, who was okay. amazing. And he passed away. And he oh, it was like one of the, the greatest honor of my life was wow. to play him. Mm-hmm. For sure. Also, just... I mean, first of all, that's an amazing story, too. And I love that you, like, felt it. Because, like... I mean, talking about this hope versus fantasy thing, like, 
and, and I, the, the thing that made me get all teary is when you said, like, if someone was on the outside looking in and saw, uh, heard my thoughts, um, they would think this poor, naive, dumb Fool, person. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that is so... I feel like I totally identify with that. I've often had thoughts where Isn't I'm like, hard? I could never say this out loud. Yeah, yeah. But I... But, but that, those things, those feelings, those fantasies, those hopes, that's the gas that keeps you going. Because yep. once you don't right. have that anymore, then you're like... Right, right. That's what I'm, that's yeah, what I'm that's... saying. I I'm totally relate to that because it's like, I can't stand the phrase, don't get your hopes up. It's like, what else am I going to do? Like, yeah. I need to be able to get up and go, oh my God. If I get that commercial, yeah, right. I'm gonna get people to go to bed. You know, it's people, like, I'm sure, told you like, or not. I don't know, but like, somebody told me like, I'm you're too gay. You'll never get a commercial. <laughs> oh my god! I, I yes, I I, is, I truly think that that's not gonna be the title of this podcast, but the title of your <laughs> fucking book, Jeff, should be. It was too a casting director a in, a, in like a I can't. Uh, pay to meet I them can't. situation. You pay to meet them. I'm so sorry, but. You're too gay to get a commercial is your goddamn, but that's the that's name of your the show. Next it's crazy. That's crazy. Or, or they're not up to your parts yet. That's right. my favorite. And my thought is like, I used to think like, maybe I'll get out of my day job if I get a commercial. And then she told me that. And so in my, I know she would have said like this poor naive. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, person. oh, that's. But if, if I hadn't had that naive, dumb thought, that is what got me out of my yeah. day job was yeah. commercials. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't, the only thing that got me out of my day job was me absolutely being like, can we make this work? Can I leave my day job and figure something out? Because all the things I thought would take me out of it aren't doing it. Like, you know, I thought like the buddy cop two in the ontological was going to like throw me over the edge because the New York Times said like I was gruff and I was like, yeah, I'm gruff. I can be gruff, everybody. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, working yeah, the next yeah. day and like people who saw the play the night before are, are like, like, oh, thank you for my ticket. Weird, right. weird, oh, weird. I just saw you. Um, right. And then, you know, I thought like I, I got my first TV job when I was um, in the box office. It was on 30 Rock and I literally thought... I'd never done TV before. I'd never auditioned for TV before. And I thought this one co-star part was going to change my life. And right. I guess in a way, yes, it did. It started something. Yeah. But like, once I you just have like, <laughs> like a legit television show on your resume, it's really different than having yeah. even a super well-respected uh, something that no one has like, ever heard of. Yes, yeah. Yes, a play yes, under yes. St. Mark's like, that was <laughs> yes, sold out yeah. and extended. <laughs> and and amazing. Thank, thank you. Still. Thank you. But yeah, no, I don't know. I just like, I'm, I'm struggling with it all the time is because I've always been so excited about everything and like so thrilled and wanted to tell my mom about everything. Yes. And, uh, you know, at some point you're just like, oh, I have to be like, optim, ca- like optimistic in a way that's like cautious mm. because I am getting, I'm getting, uh, it's the disappointment is too much for if I, if I go too far. Yeah. I would like to get to that point where I, like, am excited to tell my mom that I have an audition, you know? Like, just for, you know, like, oh. But, like, it got to a point where I was like, I don't want to explain to her every time yeah. that I didn't get it, you know? Right, like, right. So I just stopped saying, I just stopped right. mentioning it because there's more, there's more and more. It's also painful for her, probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, I couldn't tell my mom because she would always be like, did you get it? <laughs> like, oh, I don't um, even, I've stopped thinking about yeah, that like, callback for De Beers. I had yeah. one audition <laughs> once in my life. Please. So law and order. Engagement right and I told her my mom's biggest dream for me is that I'm on Law and Order because it's her favorite show yeah. she loves SVU she wants me to be on it I was like maybe I'll get on this new Law and Order hate crime as like a recurring <laughs> sort of victim <laughs> just beat up over and over again while I'm walking with my boyfriend your mom would be um, so proud but no I like I had one audition for <laughs> Law and Order in my entire life really once um, which is fine. You know, I'm not right for everything as I've been. Well, right, as we it's, all know. they're not done, hon. Don't you worry. <laughs> and um, I told my mother because I knew she loved it so much. And within literally 10 minutes of me leaving the audition, they had changed the role to a female. And I was like, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. This one's not meant it. to be. Thank you. Thank you for changing their minds. Yeah. Also, I feel like Law and Order, they only call in actors they've seen in a play recently or something. Like, I, like, I don't know. That's encouraging that they see plays. kind of refreshing. How wonderful. Yeah, nice. How wonderful. Totally. Well, that's why every theater actor has it is because they 
I don't I know. I just thought because it's just a show that's been running forever, and if you just stick around long enough in this city, you'll probably end up on Law and Order. I don't know. There was a Law and Order hate crime. It's that's something they just amazing. announced, and I thought it. Um, I didn't know if it was real, but Wait, I, I think need it. I my mom, idea I'm like, you're being talk like, about it carefully. Talk, talk about it really carefully. My parents, my mother, loved, my mother would be like, are you going to be on The Good Wife? She loved it. She's like, uh, be on The Good Wife. I'm like, mom, I don't know what to tell you, kid. Don't yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah, or that's the best. Why aren't you on Broad City? Well, I because can't. no one, because uh, I haven't been. Like, why aren't you on my, everybody wants to be on their favorite show. And it's like, after a point, like, yes, of course I do too, but. Sometimes I mean my favorite answer. Happen. My favorite answer for that is, oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, that oh my god! I'm so sorry. Sh- oh my god! I never responded to the email. Thank you for reminding me. I'm gonna. Right, the worst sorry. though is when they say that, like before I, like whatever, like they ask you, like why haven't you been on Kimmy Schmidt? And you're like, sorry, I don't alive. know why I haven't been on. I should have been on Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even worse. Right. I've been on Kimmy yeah, Schmidt. it's sad to watch those shows that you love so much, like that you legitimately oh love, and we're like, God. I fit into that world. Oh just like God. when they end, it's like, well, miss that one. And then is yeah. it my fault? Did I do something wrong? Exactly. No, it's not. No, you it's know, not we all know it's not. But like, or the worst is when they're like, why haven't you been on Orange Is the New Black? And you're like, I was in the first season for one small scene. Um, do you remember the like, 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 like you have to explain right, like a right, thousand right, times? Like, actually, yeah. I was. I was wearing a cardigan. Um, you know, oh, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> My name was Shopkeep. <laughs> it yes. was the second in my Shopkeep series. Yes. There will be yes. many more, but now I will only play no, Shopkeep with first names. Shopkeep. Yes. Uh, my first Shopkeep was originally called Gay Salesman, but then they just changed it to sales, <laughs> Salesman. I've gotten that on, a lot. Um, gay, on, gay Salesman? On no, 30 Rock. Gay something. Uh, noun. <laughs> gay yeah. doctor. Gay profession. Gay neighbor. Exactly. And then once you get to set they're just like... They take out the gay. Stewardess. <laughs> right, 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 right. I think I'm that person. Um, I played a flight attendant four times. I am so hot. impressed. I've hot, never hot, 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 <laughs> It's hot. the worst, though, because in those fake planes, you know, I'm too big. Anyway. How tall are you? Six five. Hot. Oh my. Brag, brag, brag. Um, Hot. How did High Maintenance come along? Because that's like such an indelible, like that is That was that pretty awesome. Before um, we get into that, you're going to pause this probably, hopefully right now, and you're going to go to HBO Now, go whatever, and oh. you're going to watch season one, final ep, nope. Nope, you're going to watch, two. you're going to watch the, web. nope, you're going to watch the web series first, Helen, the episode. Helen episode. And then, then you're gonna if you want to see me again, you could watch Genghis, which is another which episode. Which is my episode. Which is Jen's episode. And then you're going to go and watch, I mean, you should watch all of them. They're all beautiful. It's, they're beautiful. Um, but they then are. the finale of the first season is the my The finale favorite. of the first season of HBO, when HBO produced it, is a, an amazing, amazing, amazing piece of work so, by you. Thank you. I'm very proud of that. Like, and, you know, it gets weird, like, after... I had many years where I have to, like, apologize for being an actor or, like, didn't want to sound conceited or, like... But I do remember, like, leaving a play once and, like, an older actress was, like... Someone was, like, you're great. And she was, like, thank you. And there was a younger actor and they're, like, you're great. I'm, like, thank you so much. Like, apologizing for right. thanking. So now I'm, like, trying to work on... That's let's great. Let's talk about what I'm trying to work on this whole podcast. Right, but, right, like, right. just be, like... Thank you. I am proud of that. Yeah. Yes, of course. It doesn't work all the time. Me neither. Um, I have the exact same response that I say all the time. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Which is a little like... I like the tone, though. It's a bit much. It's nice, though. I would like you if you did that to me. Um, so High Maintenance is like... At the time, um, the executive producer was my manager. And he... Uh, they had made one episode for the web series. And they kind of approached me, Katya and Ben and, and Russell, if I wanted to write an episode for myself to be in. Um, this was back in 2012. You wrote it. I, I wrote it with their input um, oh, a lot. Helen. Like they no, added no, no, Helen. Helen, yes. They added all the Helen Hunt stuff. I got to be 100 percent honest about that. But I, you know, we talked about different ideas, and then I uh, wrote a script, and then it was kind of like not right because I, I I made it like more equal, like me and Ben, big time. Right. Like, and then um, I got a lot of notes from them. It was really awesome. And then you know, so I wrote. That script with their input for the wow. first uh, for the for the web series. So I kind of like that character is so important to me, and I love him so much. And that was my first chance, really, to show people that I was different than what they thought I was. Mm. Like Jack in a Box, I got to be like, oh, let me throw in this sort of part of myself. But it wasn't sure. like a big stretch. Um, 
and I was getting into that phase where people were seeing me as a nasty storekeep, and that was yeah. it. So I was like, maybe we can go to the sensitive side here and show people how I really feel inside yeah. through this character. So good. Um, so that was like the greatest. It was that was really. I would say that was a big turning point. Was that so they oh we made it, and then they held on to it for a while because they said we can't just come out of the gate with this like saddish episode. Um, so they held on to it, and I think it was like the sixth episode of the web series. They then made a bunch more. Um, and then that was you know smart on their part. Yeah, it was really smart. It was mm-hmm. really um, so that was like a great honor to be part of that. And you know, I didn't know what was going to happen with it. And then mm-hmm. they got picked up by HBO, and um, then they had that whole Vimeo thing. Too. Well, the yeah, Vimeo, the Vimeo first thing, and then and HBO, HBO yeah. and then they were like, "Would you?" One night, I got a text that was like, "Can you just start growing your beard?" And I was like, "Does that mean I'm coming back?" Um, and we had a re- and then so I found out I was going to be in the HBO series and it was the finale so and we had a read through pretty close to before we shot it and I couldn't have been happier with like how much care they gave that character wow. and how his story so it's the same character same character Patrick mm-hmm. um, and it was just like it, it was it was really awesome and I love that character so much and mm. people seem to really like him a lot it's which a is very really nice character um and it's how i would tender. like it's like yeah i like and it was i got the chance to be like hey guess what i can be tender too you know yeah. and um so that's how that all happened and i'm honored to be part of that world and it's like so many amazing people are involved in that like mm-hmm. you know it's really cool it is so you, now you like do movies and shit and you get like offers right um not like not well no i mean i <laughs> <laughs> everything's changed for you everything's right everything's changed you're perfect I you did, get offers okay wait 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 this is one cool thing i never talked about this i don't think um so you know i speaking of like nothing changes everything like i thought like from spotlight it would just be like bigger parts and bigger parts and bigger right, parts right. Until i was the lead i would think um, that too just saying and, if I, when i saw spotlight i literally thought that as well i was like okay bye um i remember watching it being like i can't believe they gave this huge part to like an actor as opposed to like a (laughs) A lot of people thought i was a like i and i was like i don't know how i feel (laughs) they're like you were so so uh, we thought you were a real person and i was like does that mean you think i'm not an actor like they just (laughs) found some compliments I actually think that's a, that's a true compliment. That's a real true compliment. I they shaved like, my beard that day. They were like on the fence about shaving my beard and they shaved it and Rachel McAdams turned to me in the trailer and went, ooh, so vulnerable. I was like, I know, I know. Um, but um, so, you know, it didn't, it, you know, I love doing movies. I think it's amazing. I haven't really had the opportunity um, to do a role as media as the spotlight one, but I have had pretty cool, like, very tiny roles, which I'm trying to break out of that pattern now. You know, I, I like to work, so I'll, I'll say yes to some things, and um, and I'm happy I did them, but now I kind of want to move, uh, you know, step up, uh, level up, or whatever I you call understand. it. But um, I did, I was in this movie, Home Again, and I had, like, five lines, and I played a teacher. Uh-huh. Um, but in order to get the part, I had to Skype in my house with Nancy Myers. What? Uh, she was the executive producer. Her daughter wrote it her, <laughs> and directed it. And oh I imagine being in like a five floor walk up in Astoria, being like, how do I make this look beautiful? I have like a light like hanging like, oh, like my face my is God. like, like bright as hell. I have no I pores. I need some behind my face. <laughs> like a giant cheese wheel behind me. <laughs> like, um, but it was really neat. And like, that was really cool. And why you know, Nancy Myers? Not, why not the daughter? Um, she was there too, I think, or I don't remember, or like I, I, maybe the callback was with the daughter or something, but you know, it was like four lines or five lines and I still auditioned for it. Um, I don't, you know, I don't get a, a ton of offers. I would love them, but, um, you know, I am interested to see what happens. I, you know, it's like, you know, we all the three of us know it's right. like sometimes people are just like, I love them. But I don't know what to do with that. Right. I was like, oh, I know like, what you do with me. We wow. all know what to do with I truly think that's just going to be, I mean, I'm not going to be buried. I'm going to be cremated. But I do feel like on 
my urn of ashes. It'll be, we loved her. We just didn't know what to do with her. My, um, <laughs> so we burned her here. Tossies wherever you want. I always say if I'm going to write a book or like a solo show, it's going to be called Obviously Very Specific. <laughs> We've told that so many times. So it's like, oh. Michael, you're obviously very specific. You're obviously very specific. Um, That's but, very, very funny. You know. So what's your dream? I'd really like to be on a series, a TV yeah. series. I really would. I was like, a re- like no, re- well, a regular. A regular. I mean, <laughs> if I was the lead, I would want to write it probably, and I try, <laughs> I try, I try. Sure. Um, I-, I would like a substantial role where I work regularly on yes. um, a series. I yes. love, um, I love being on sets. I really, really do. People are so, it's so fun. It is fun. And even when it's not fun, it's still fun. You know, even when people are terrible, which is very, 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 very rare, you still can find some fun. Like, maybe if a director is not great, the crew is always fantastic. And like, you know, or vice versa. But like, I've been really lucky that most of the times it's been this synergy of like, great director, great crew, great cast. You know, I just like that. I'd like just to work regularly on something that I can be proud of. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, like, so obvious, but, like, that would be nice. Yeah. Really And I would love to do theater more. I just... Theater hurts me more. As far as rejection from... I feel like rejection from, like, TV and film auditions, I'm like, it's fine. Whatever. There'll be more. That's a really good point. That's a really good point I I never thought about. Like, well, that's what the optimism thing is like. I'm like, like, obviously, I'm going to get these, like, two episodes of this streaming show because I was you know in these things and obviously it's going to be and it doesn't happen and you're like okay well it was someone else who yeah you know I'm, right. I'm very rarely I'm like I would have done it better you know right. yeah you there know, is usually something, they make the right decision there is something that is continue sorry I forget what I was saying sorry because I interrupted theater hurts more oh theater hurts more I find rejection from theater hurts more because it's where I always thought I would end up like it's more, earlier you know it's, it it's feels more personal. personal to me and there is something i'm thinking of recent audition too there is something to me that feels like i have failed when i do a poor theater audition as opposed to a poor film or television audition yeah because maybe it is because i'm like girl or when you've done a great theater audition and you just don't get it it's like um it's hard it's just hard and That's it's i'm the the opposite. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm like, ugh, theater, good. I don't have to be there. You have to be there. Every I know. Night. But that's like, it's like a real, it's like a real, on our end, a real sacrifice of like money and time with our loved ones exactly. and stuff. And it's like, it I want to do this. Well. It is, but there's something about that. Maybe, maybe what I'm feeling with what you're saying that there's something I feel like then someone they're saying, they're saying to me, yes, we believe that you can hold that space and that part for us in this thing. Meaning something that's going to take all that time and energy mm-hmm. that you are going to have a hold of, we trust that with you. Yeah. Rather than in film and TV, it's like you're going to do your thing and we will control the stuff around it. But it's sort of saying to me, here, this is something that means a lot to me if it's a writer or a producer or a director. And I believe that you... Jen can hold that space on stage that, you know, there's, there's a responsibility yeah, maybe like, that I'm uh, feeling. It's like, but also theater is like, I feel like just more of a, it's like more, it's harder to get in because we're also like those damaged kids that always wanted to be on stage. And then we're like, it's really hard to get in this club now. You know, I just feel like theater is a harder club to get into. And it's a, oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I find it like, I don't know, but I haven't. I, I mean, feel like they'll let me do theater all the time, but they don't, I never get to be like, a real role on TV or film or like a, on Isn't TV and crazy? film, I'm always just <laughs> like, like, here's your cup, bitch, <laughs> bitch, walk away. <laughs> you know? there and there. Right. You know? Interesting. Interesting. I understand. I understand why you say that. Yeah. I sort of understand all, every, all of this. And it just seems, it's almost individual. And I also feel like it's probably cyclical and probably seasonal mm-hmm. to an extent yeah. and sort of like where things are at what time, but. And I'm sure there are things yeah. that I'm sure there's some place somewhere where I'm like, I want this so bad, and then I don't right. get it, and it's right. Yeah. right. Sure, 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 sure. And vice versa, I'm yeah. sure. And those, uh, that would be the uh, emergency vehicles in New York, but we we all know that we're in New York here, so there's that. So City. where so today, where are you today? Like, where are you this month? Like, what's going on with you? Um, I'm trying to get 
Oh, I just directed a friend's solo show at UCB, which I've never done anything at UCB. Ooh, and tell us about uh, My friend Katina Correo. It was like oh, a spank. Yes! I love Katina. She's one of the greatest people I've ever met. I've loved her for so long. And she had this solo show I saw that was like a half an hour that she shared with other people. And I was like, you need to make this like an hour and do it by yourself and just have this like evening of yourself. You're so captivating and fun. We talked about maybe working on that sort of. Um, but then she applied for the Spank thing at UCB, so we did another half-hour version and worked on the script, and I had never directed anything for the stage. Um, was this sort of a storytelling show or more yeah, like characters? Yeah, it was like storytelling. It was like, um, she uh, believes, and you know, she's like, have you met her? I have not met her. She's really wholesome You'll and wonderful and happy really? and yeah. just like, you've never met anybody like her. And she's really funny. But this is she's like, there's up. so much heart in this show. It's about loss, and she truly believes, and some of the signs are crazy, that she receives signs from people who have passed in her life. And she said, could they all be coincidences? Sure. But I, I choose to believe that these are real. And some of them are crazy. Like, um, really, really specific. Yeah. So I just had the best time working with her. because did I, run? Or did I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we're going to work on it regardless. We're going to do it somewhere in a longer version. and just Because I had such fun working with her. And that's how I've been trying to like fill my time so I'm not sad. Or like right. we're not working. And although we've already covered, work isn't what makes me happy or sad. It's just right. a distraction. Um, but um, <laughs> It's just work or it's, it's not. Work. Um, it's a good reminder. <laughs> good reminder. There are other things to deal with. Um, but the... Um, it, it just made me so happy to work with her. It makes me happy to like run lines with people for auditions yeah. on on mm. FaceTime or like you know, you know. I don't have oh. any really interest in like being a professional audition coach, but I will always uh, run for lines pals. with a friend yeah. who. Yeah, me too. I love that. You know, too. because that was... one, you get to see what's out there and what people are doing. Two, it makes me feel like I did something for yeah. someone else as opposed to yes. think about myself. Yes, all the time. service. Three, service. you can ask them for help when you need it. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, you told me this. No, this is a little pro tip. You suggested, you said, do you Skype or do you go over your sides with people before you go in and do them? This was for a film or television role, right? Right. And I was like, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. And you said, Jen, I suggest you next time that you have that, call me and we'll do a Skype. And I had an audition for Search Party, and I really, really wanted the part. I'm assuming I didn't get it because it was the last Monday, and I haven't heard anything. We all know how that works with, with television. <laughs> Have you been, um, forget it. Sorry, no, don't forget no, it. The no, answer is the I, answer. I have not. Um, and um, but I, I ran them with you. I, I ran, yeah, I ran them with you in the morning. Um, and then I went and did them, and it was, it was super helpful. It was so beyond helpful. I actually went in and I was like, I know, I know my lines. I know what I'm doing. And then he gave me a totally different direction for it than mm -hmm. what we I had showed you. Yeah. But I could. I, yeah, I but could when you know the lines from running them, then the direction is so much easier. It was so right. much easier. Like, exactly. I just, it was a game just. changer for me. Like I can never. It was like, great. The only thing that keeps me sane in this, like I think this is why I just don't hold on to stuff and the rejection is because I like gotten to a point where very rarely do I think it's my fault. Right. Um, yeah. Like, I will, I, I try to never, and for a while I was uh, admittedly not doing a good job, you know? Like, yeah. but now I'm like, I did everything I could do to be prepared, and I did a good job, and it's not my fault if I don't get it, and it's, mm -hmm. you know, there's a That makes the rejection a lot softer, yeah. too, mm -hmm. versus being like, why didn't you just know your lines yeah. better? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, yes. Like, I yes. do a whole bunch of times. Like, I'm sure. I do that all the you know, time. You and you were like, anymore. Jen, you can't you do can't that. Not do anymore. It changes the game when right. you can leave and be like, I did well. And then I, other trick, I've said this to people before, I spit on the sides and rip them up and throw them out. Right there. Spit on them? I spit on them. Oh <laughs> my God. I don't want to be cleaning my apartment. I think it's good luck now. It's wow. like, I don't know why. It's obviously not sometimes, but I just don't want to be cleaning my apartment and finding these sides. Yeah. Like for things that I, I want. I throw them away right there in the office. We'll rip them up and spin on them. It got me three I, jobs. That's so interesting. Yes, girl. Yes. I should do that. I save them and use them as scratch paper to the backside. Unless no, they've already unless they've already been doubled and then I That's not bad though. Recycle. You're saving a tree. Hmm. You're saving a tree. Yeah, I like your your way too. That's a good way. That's a good way. <laughs> sure. Sure. That's a good too. Sorry to criticize. Anyhow. <laughs> 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 All right. So with every guest and I realize you asked for um 
podcasts to listen to, and I realized we didn't give you one that was a guest, which was dumb. Anyway, oh, that's okay. every guest we have, we ask them in a year. So 364 days from now. Yes, it's September seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. What is the ideal situation for your for your life? No, no, no career or yeah. personal. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want. For, hmm. ooh, but for for Michael Cyril, Cyril Creighton Barrel. <laughs> Michael Cyril Creighton. Yes, thank you, Jen. Uh, in in a year, what do you want? In a year. What you want? Whatever I want to have that optimism back. Oh, I want to balance out that optimism so I can be like super excited about every possible opportunity as opposed to be like, it's just an opportunity. You know, maybe I won't mm, get it. Right. I want to go to the positive and things. Like, huh. um, but that's funny because I didn't know that that's what you were saying earlier. I thought you were sort of saying like, I got to get rid of that. Get rid of the optimism? Yeah. I want it back. Like, I want to balance it. I want to figure out how to do it cautiously, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, But I would like to be... uh, Have something written that I'm proud of, that I maybe am making. I think that would be a good step in the right direction. Again. Again. um, I would like to be... At the very least, recurring on a television show. You are. Don't worry. It's you, you're, this is whatever you want. So that's what you uh, get. I'm recurring on a television show and maybe doing a couple movies. And maybe I would like in the next year to do a play that I really love. Mm, like a play great. that I really love it's where great. I just... I'm so excited to go do it. Oh you know, I gosh. like theater so much. So I, I don't want to go too long in between. And, mm, um, yeah, I understand that. And I, 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 But I don't want to do any pl- old play. Yes. That's oh, weird. No, I know that's so every single thing in the world. There's and sometimes you'll get an offer and you're like, I don't even have to audition. Yes. Wow. Read that play. Read that play. <laughs> oh, I don't have to read that play. Don't say yes when you've just read skipped that play. You're like, that's funny. You know, exactly. I don't just say, do that control F because it can really backfire. Oh, you are so F right. So many times. <laughs> there, is, there is nothing. I will say, to pick it, the, that is a wonderful, all those things are going to happen. All those things are going to happen. I fully believe it. It's going to be... Oh, th- that is a great year. I'm into it. I can't wait to be there for you for it. I can't wait to support it in every which way for you. I There's also, something yeah. about theater, and then I'll be done with this. There's something about being excited to go do that play again that there's no other feeling like it to me. And there's, there's no something other that's so... Like, makes your life miserable when you have yes. to go eight times yes. a week to do a show that you hate. Right. Because <laughs> you're like, why That's, am I doing this? I started thinking about stuff, and maybe it's not good, because I probably would work a lot more. It's like, sometimes I'll get an appointment, and I'm like, can I... Will this be good for like my mental health? Can I see myself doing this long term for such a long amount of time, mm-hmm. or will I be effing crazy? Mm-hmm. And um, I just can't do it if it's going to... I think that's smart. You know what? I think that's smart. I just turned down a reading for the first time ever in my entire life because my whole career has been all about just being like, say yes, say yes to everything. You don't know where the opportunities are coming from. Wait, I said no too to something. I wonder if it's the same thing. We'll talk about it in a second. But I read through it and I was like, no, I don't like this. It's not funny. It seems a little mean spirited. And I called my agent. I was like, I mean, I I don't want to do it. I don't. But I guess it's only 29 hours. Okay, I'll do it. And she was like, you don't have to do it if you don't want to do it. And I was like, oh. Isn't that amazing? That right. Like, that yeah. amazing. <laughs> I love that. So I mean, I, said, I no. Do you like your, you like your, pe- your people? I know this is gross. My agent? Yeah. I do. I do too. I, I like do. my agents and my manager and they always surprise me when I'm like, I don't want it. I don't think I can do this for blah, blah, blah. And I've never had someone be like, you should do it. Like, right. which is my, in my mind, that's gonna be the answer is like right. everybody's disappointed in me because I don't want to do this right like, exactly uh-uh. show and, in and like, also I'm like why is she you know, gonna care if I don't want to do a reading that's three days long that costs 200 that's gonna pay me $200 or whatever it's like what? why she didn't give a fuck and you know all I'm thinking is what why wasn't I asked to do this reading <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Jeff it's the same reading we're gonna circle back <laughs> we're gonna circle back <laughs> you know what can I say something also too about getting excited to do theater I started thinking about it a little bit and you know the plays that I now this could just be coincidence and it might be but the plays that I have been so excited to go and do every night it might not be a coincidence that the director 
was also so excited to see me do it every night. Like I was with a director that like, like it's, I don't think it's any surprise that the, the stuff that I've done where Chris Catelli is directed every, every, I have a report in that's So like, Oh my God, it's going to be different every night. It's going to be so like, it's going to be vibrant. And he is, there's, there's a, there's a clickiness to it. And, and there's, there's an, there's an energy that's like, sort of like, what are we going to do tonight? Well, are we going like, to fix is, it? Is like, it going to change? Like it's always, always moving. Maybe because he's a choreographer, but there's always a sort of a bubbly energy to it. And I'm always, even if he, he's gone, the man's gone. He's not seeing the damn thing forever. He's gone off doing some other thing. And I still have this energy that I feel he would put into a show that I've done with him that was just like, wow, what's going to happen? Right, what's right. going to happen? You know, or and and or the Durang play that I just did with Christine. I, I couldn't have been, I can see myself doing that play for two years on Broadway, please. <laughs> <laughs> and just so excited to go, like walking to the theater going, oh my God, oh, what's going to be like tonight? What's it going to be like? Just fun as yeah, fuck. That's, that's I think a director helps. That could be just totally coincidence. Director helps, cast helps, like a cast well, can, Yeah, that's you know. true. A cast will really freaking bring you down. <laughs> that's true. I've been pretty lucky with theater casts, but... <laughs> Me too, actually. Yeah. I mean, you can also be in a show with a brilliant cast and if all, if every yeah. single person in the cast is like, oof, this is bad. Yeah. It's not fun to yeah. play. Yeah. <laughs> they say you have to have two of the three, right? Either really good people that you're working with. Really good money. A, a passion that you have the project for. Or, yeah, or really the good money. pay. You need right. two of the three. Really good money and... and um, so pay passion people. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I'd love really good money and bad people. I'd uh, be just fine. Just fine. But a passion for the project. Uh, really good passion for the project, good money, horrible people. Yeah. Do I get to come in and just do a monologue in the middle of the play and leave? Good no. Point. You have to actually do scenes with these horrible people. I'm thinking of like... I, the money my, is Oh, great. how I got my equity card was... <laughs> this is... We'll go back to the story. Is I came... This is the reason I brought... Like, come in and do one thing and then leave. Is I uh, was in The Vietnamization of New Jersey by Christopher Durang at Theater oh Row. Oh, my God. I found out they were doing it. I was probably too young for the part. <sighs> And I wrote the director and said, I would love to play this priest in your play. I can grow a beard. <laughs> so that beard and, keeps coming and out. That, yeah, and, and, then I, and I got it. And that's how I got my equity card. Excuse me? And all I did was come in for one scene and basically have a monologue and then go lay in the dressing room the whole time. The people were nice. I'm teaching this to my children. But this is amazing. Also, that's, that I want that back, you, too. You're, you're someone who's like a go-getter. Well, I've lost that a bit. No, I, I want to get that back where I don't feel embarrassed to be like, you know what? I want to be on your show. I want to work. Because there's this like fine line of like right. desperate Yes, 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 yes. And like, how do you straddle it? And like, you know, right. I don't want to be perceived as desperate. I don't right. want to be perceived not, as I stupid cannot, and naive. Right. Right. I, I cannot go all on. in my own head. I don't think anybody's out there being like, but also, you like, the idea fool. of, like, a theater director getting a letter for, like, uh, 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 saying, like, I'm, I'm passionate about this project feels different than, like, a TV producer getting a letter. Right. Or, like, you can write every writer on every TV show you love, and they're not going to be able to get you the job anyway. They can right. write they you a part. They can't do it. That's me, like, what commenting on, is, like, me commenting on Charles's, like, Instagram page every single day just so I can get on Search Party, I'm not doing that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I really want to get on search party, but I have to really keep my likes down to like a minimum because I don't want to come across as super desperate. But did you like him? I'm, you you had a relationship with him before search party, right? No. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair in enough. My, in my, he would say no. And I'm like, in my mind, you know, it's just because I just am such a fan. Yeah. But there's, you know, the desperate sort of, but also again, to a point you read something and you're like, I'm not right for this part. Uh, again doesn't matter right you you had you did a great you you were like i'm passionate about this or like who doesn't want someone to come and do their art when they're passionate about it yeah we want people and you're like oh yeah we'll see you you grow beard you go and you get probably gave an amazing audition they're like great so it doesn't matter yeah like on on the surface i was too young to play the part but i still went after it whatever you got it text would whatever the text (laughs) i want to shoot well yes no Uh, but you know what i mean um during this text yeah, no, but I mean just like calling it the text. Saying like I was the judging text, myself the phone, there. The bomb, I'm not. The I know has the text. Work, for sure, the I work. love him. Um, my bald spot. Um, uh, what else can we talk about? Oh, do we not have time? We're done. We're done. Oh, it's so fun. 
thank you're, you for being here. This is the first time I've ever enjoyed doing anything like this. Because oh, really? I usually say no to podcasts because I'm so afraid of like... You did say no when I so, first asked I did say no when I first asked And I, like, I circled back. You circled back. I just, uh, I have a fear of like saying things and then not being able to be taken back. Or like right. sounding crazy. Uh, or, right, like, right, right. You right. don't sound crazy. Thank mm-hmm. you. Not at all. Not What's even my second. your favorite thing that I've ever done? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I did give you. I gave you silence, and oh no, I gave you playing project. I gave you silence. I'm just kidding. I don't want you to answer that. I mean, I, I loved your high maintenance. I know. I'm saying high maintenance is my favorite too. Okay. And the one that you wrote, which I didn't realize, is like it's great. I cried in that. Too. I mean, I mm. cried in spotlight, but I think I cried the second I saw you come on screen. Was it the bangs or and the? I, no, it was just like. <gasps> It's a big movie, and there's my friend, and there's my, and now I'm thinking, oh my god, like I just, it was that really, was that was just a sob moment. That's kind of how I felt too, where I was like, I can't believe he got this book. Okay. He's like, like us, and he's fucking hilarious. And again, know. again, someone like all my favorite, like all my favorite, um, tragic roles are played by people who are funny. Well, because funny people have, like, so we much We have actual soul pain. and death. Sorry. We do. <laughs> That's yeah. why we're funny. Wait, what was the fourth one you said? You said people compliment you on Jack in the Box, High Maintenance, Spotlight, and then you said a fourth one. What was it? Stage Kiss. Stage Kiss. Oh. Stage Kiss was my favorite play I've ever done. The Sarah Rule play, right? Yeah. Playwrights I, I just think she's... Yeah. The ni- they were just... It was the nicest experience. And that was the play where I was like... I want to do it forever and ever. This is so special. Jessica Hecht is the greatest scene partner I've ever had in my life. She's so funny and wild. And it was just the nicest. Everybody in it was so great. Um, Like, you know, at least that's something to chase after. Like, get that again. (sighs) That feeling again. Yeah. Two... Shay. But in the meantime, how about some money jobs on like a CBS show? (laughs) You know, I'm a doctor and I'm here to, I, yeah. (laughs) Oh, hello. I'm here to show you this gallery. I'm here to do this or I'm here to do that. Where you're just like, I'm going to say something wacky. Yeah, yeah. I have no problem with throwing on an FBI jumper and spitting some dialogue. I I will forensic scientist anything right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Touche. This has been so nice. I love you guys so much. 